From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is an audio portrait from the KZMU News archives. Mike Mewborn, or Marlowe as locals know him, takes minimalism to a new level. You've likely seen him riding his recumbent bicycle in town with his dog trotting by his side. Marlowe's a glimpse into Moab's past, and for some, a potential future. Justin Higginbottom spoke to him on the shores of the Colorado River and has our latest audio portrait. Hi, uh, my name's, my legal name is Mike Mewborn, but I go by Marlowe as a nickname, and my writing name is Mars Radcon. Uh, we're, we're down along the river on the north side, yeah, where I come to sleep and also hike the dog and you know, get a little dose of nature every day. I read Ed Abbey back in you know the 70s and hitched up here in the 80s to check it out. From I hitched up here from Tucson, and it was it was a crazy scene in those days. It was all dispersed camping along the river. There was no regulation and no uh, established campsites. It was just it was just one massive party basically on both banks of the river. It was too much for me. I stayed two nights. I didn't get any sleep, and I went back to town. And just to give a, an idea of how what a sleepy little town Moab was then, I was able to pitch my tent kind of where the 7-Eleven is, right off the main street, and just basically camp there for you know four or five days with no trouble or no one even noticed. I don't think it was that's how it was in those days. I don't own a car. The last car I owned was a Ford Pinto, so that gives you an idea how long ago that. I think I sold that car in. 1980, and uh, haven't owned a car since. So, I had read something about uh, that you, your life might be better if you didn't have a car. That was actually part of the conversation amongst youth culture back in the late 70s or in the 70s. You know, we actually debated the um, validity of a private automobile ownership. We just kind of thought maybe that wasn't such a good thing. No, nobody talks that way anymore. And now there's an environmental component. I just don't think cars are a good idea. I just they say that transportation contributes quite a bit to carbon and uh, climate change, and uh, I don't know. But that's not the real reason. It's just life is better without a car. It forces me to exert myself physically and be more in the environment and subject to uh, weather and terrain, and you know that's just the old authenticities that people used to always live with. I just I'm better off if I just have those in my day-to-day existence. You know, I don't really like to live indoors either, and that's mainly a personal choice. I just do better if I'm camping and sleeping outdoors. If I have a box to be depressed in, I will be depressed in that box. I can still be depressed, but living outdoors, I can still get up and have a productive day and not just read and drink coffee and be depressed. It's a German-made recumbent. Recumbent means to lay back, so you're in a more laid-back configuration and your pedals, instead of being below you, are out in front of you. And then typically your legs are above the steering mechanism. It's got 42,000 miles on it. I mean, I'm just living on the bike for the last 15 years. You know, racking up seven or eight miles every day, or more when I'm touring, you know, then you're doing 30, 40 miles. I just find it uh, an interesting ride. It's interesting to be in that position, going through the landscape, 
in the recumbent world, this is referred to as the cockpit. And it has a little feeling like human powered flight because you're in this more of a setting up kind of position and seeing more, I don't know. I, I just enjoy it, it's magical. I was in my 20s, I worked in Yellowstone just for the concession. I was there to backpack, so it didn't really matter. I washed pots or bust tables, it didn't really matter what I did. In those days, if you manipulated your schedule, you could get three nights every week in the backcountry. And if you really cut it close, you could walk right in off the trail, put your backpack down and clock in, and you still have your gaiters on, you haven't had a shower or shaved, you just go right on out there and start bussing tables. That was the slick thing to do. So I started a novel, it's a series, I haven't finished it, but it's called Geyser Rush, and it's about that Yellowstone life of backpacking and crazy romances and you know the work scene and, and, uh, and the, the mystery and lore of Yellowstone. Uh, let's see, it's the first paragraph of Geyser Rush. The, the uh, chapter is called Yearning and Thirsting. A simple cabin in the woods. How many Americans, particularly young Americans, will say it exactly like that? All I want is a simple cabin in the woods. On cue, young people will utter these words right at the crossroads, the fateful moment of hesitation before their life becomes freighted with career and salary and the requirement to spend money on the large tangibles, which, as we know, exact such a toll on the spirit. I myself once voiced the phrase more or less in that fashion. I think maybe it'd be nice someday to own a simple cabin in the woods. That's right, three or four years ago, those very words moved across my lips. The cabin I had in mind was more of an A-frame rather than something squat and made of logs, but it amounted to the same thing. I was still in college and the utterance offered to a fellow dorm dweller, likewise drinking beer, was a reaction to feeling the subtle pull, the expectation coming from the culture to get on with it, finish up, get the degree and the job, and to start making it, my life that is, materially complicated and burdensome. Usually wake up here in the camp at, uh, I'm usually awake by eight, sometimes it's early seven. The dog knows not to uh, go outside until we've had some coffee. First stop is the storage unit where I offload all the camping gear. It's that just 50 pounds right away, right off the load. Every day, if I don't sort of patch and mend and work on the bike and maintenance things, it's the only way I can kind of keep it all kind of running. And I'm always behind. There's always something. For instance, I started, I start, started putting a patch on this tent pole bag and I had to quit and I just had to leave it like that. I'll finish it tomorrow. And then I go back to the office and try to write religiously between, between two and four every day. That's my dedicated, really moving the story along. And then at four, it's kind of back to the unit, re-gear up, come down here, hike with the dog, practice the penny whistle, let her be off leash for an hour or more, two hours sometimes. Set up camp, cook, have a beer, and usually by seven I try to settle into another writing session.
Ed Abbey played one, and I think I read that somewhere, and I thought I'd try it. And you know, there's sheet music, and it's a formalized instrument. It's two octaves and half notes, and makes a good little traveling instrument because it's light, it's durable. Now I have five titles out there. Would like to think I can write a, a book a year or put out a book a year in my current. It's all I do now. I don't have a day job. I mean, I volunteer some in town, but uh, this is my main focus is the writing. I sort of often say my life seems to revolve around three things. My dog, my bike, and my laptop. I mean, I have friends and I volunteer. I do some other things because you need some social life and a love life. And, but yeah, those three things are what my existence orbit around. And that's the way I want it. I want to just keep going until I can't do it anymore. I'm, you know, just determined that way. Thank you to Mike Mewborn, known to locals as Marlow. This was an audio portrait by Justin Higginbottom. These non-narrated profiles feature people in the Moab Valley and appear every so often in the newscast. If you think there's someone we should profile, please reach out to news at kzmu.org. We just heard an audio portrait from the KZMU News archives. Find more audio portraits, feature stories, and special programs under the KZMU News tab at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. 